We're starting from the very bottom of Yudzayim, two lines up from the bottom. We're about to start with the words Tashima, where we're coming to bring a proof. But what are we coming to bring a proof to? So what we're coming to bring a proof to is whether we go Basar Mi'ikara or Basar Tavarmana, just to explain what, that, what, what in the world is flying. When an animal does an act of damage by stepping on something, and that's an act that will break the cleat, but the cleat doesn't break right then when the animal's body makes contact. It just rolls to another spot and then breaks there upon impact. So <clears throat> you would say, did it break from the animal's body or did it break from the animal's force? The nafimina is, if it broke from the goof, so then it's considered regular rego, which certainly pays nasek shalim. If it broke from the animal's koach, then it's soros. And soros, we learned yesterday, is machlokas tanam, the Rabbanon say you pay half nasek, Sumcha says you pay full. So the question is, do I go after the maizah hezek, after what happened originally, or do I go after the way that it actually broke, uh, and which was seemed to be only the force. So yesterday, we were back and forth on that. We had an interesting case that the Gemara compared it to. So now, though, we're going to, again, come back and try to bring proofs to it. So Tashma, we have a b'raisa. The b'raisa says, Hidus in wood, wood. If we're talking about a chicken here, so hopping one tana says is not muad. We'll see what that means. It's not muad. Other people say no, it is muad. So what does that mean? First of all, he does So you think we're talking about a regular case of hopping? Everyone agrees, chickens hop, right? We're going to be arguing if if, if it's if it's muad, if it's normal for a chicken to hop. Of course, uh, hopping is normal for a chicken. Clearly, that's not something more is going on here. El lav It must be that there's like something that's missing over here. It was hopping. And what happened was it was hitis, meaning it sent the kli flying. And then exactly our type of case is that the kli didn't break right when the chicken hopped on it. It broke only when it flew to another place and it uh, broke upon impact there. And when they're arguing about, is Mars have a made made karazlin? And one, one time it says we go after the beginning of the process. And when he says that it's muad, he means to say it's no different than a regular regal that pays full damages. Mars avar, the second the other Tana, the Tana, the Tana Kam, who said that it's not what he goes after the breaking, the way it actually broke. It broke only upon its impact to the ground. And therefore, it's not, con- when he says it's not muad, the way we're interpreting it is that you only pay half damages. So Bikitzer, it says there's a machlokas of hopping is muad. The only way we can make sense of hopping being muad or not is it hopped on a kli and then it sent it flying and broke in a second place. The dispute whether it is muad or not, we think means to our pandas or So if you want the Tana is going after the Maisa, but the meikara, what the way it hit the kli, which was the guf, and the second opinion is going after the way it broke. Therefore, it's koach. Says the gemara, you don't necessarily have a proof to that. Top of the amidal, low. The hit is it's rose. So it could be the case is the chicken was hopping, not that it hit the kli at all. It was hopping, and then it landed. It sent a pebble flying into the utensil. So that's clearly a textbook regular koach, that's textbook tzoros. So what's the dispute if it's muad then? The two tanam are just arguing in the same dispute between simchas and the rabbanan. The tanam who's calling it muad, he holds like simchas. So he's coming to say, he's trying to, it's his way of saying, your chayv nasek shalom. The tanam who says it's not muad, he holds like the rabbanan. So it's his way of saying that tzoros uh, is not muad. It's his way of saying that you pay chetzi nesek. All right, so we know, you know, we're unable to resolve machlokas tanam, that it's machlokas tanam based upon that. Tashma, let's try. Now we're going to see from the Brysa. So this was something that we touched on yesterday. It's actually a bit of a trickier case. So let's see. You have chickens pegging at the rope of a bucket. Uh, so, and it seems like the bucket is like suspended. So what happens is that when, they, when they're pecking at the rope and the rope snaps, so then what happens is that causes the bucket to break. So the halach is mishaman asham. So they pay full damages. This was the Brysa we saw. So the Gemara is assuming what it means is that because they were pecking at the rope, it caused the bucket to then roll away and then uh, and then break and then and, and then break. Okay, 
So the Gemara says, It must be that we see from here that you go after the start of the process. Meaning, what are we trying to say? That it didn't, the bucket didn't break right away. It, it, it sent the bucket rolling away and then it broke. Still, you're paying full damages. Must be, it's Basar Meikar Now, What's hard about this case, we have to understand what the Gemara is thinking, is that here, even if you go Basa Meikara, but their action was not on the bucket, wasn't their action only on the rope, wouldn't you say that even if you go Basa Meikara, maybe it should be considered a force? So the Achronim explained that no, that if you go Basa Meikara, then we can say that the bucket was broken as soon as, 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 soon as the chickens were, were snapping the rope, and we view that the rope is a part of the bucket that it's tied onto. So very hard lumbus. But we say that the bucket and the rope are one entity. So, so making a, a, a my of snapping the rope is a misa of a misa hasik on the bucket itself. But the case is that the bucket ended up rolling away. Right? That's what the Gemara is assuming. It still says you pay Nesek Shalim. Must be the Yisrael Advarim here is that again, since the Gemara is assuming very important assumption that's not highlighted in the Gemara, that the bucket and the rope are one entity, that we see that the misa hasik that's done on the on, on, on the rope slash bucket is, is the way we're going to define the Hezek, and that's Beguf. So even though it only broke through the Koach when it rolled away, we still pay Nezek Shalim. Says the Gemara, you know what you're making a mistake? You think when it says you pay Nezek Shalim, it means for the bucket. No, you interpret it as talking about the rope. Nezek Shalim is only on the rope. That certainly was snapped with the, with the beak, right? With the Guf itself. But for the bucket, in a Hanami. In a Hanami. Maybe you'd only pay Chetzi Nezek. Says the Gemara, Chavo Mishuna. It can't be. Because pecking at a rope, Lechaira, is weird. Very interesting. You think it's the way of a chicken to, to just peck at a rope? Probably not. Therefore, it's carrot. So anyways, you should only pay half. So Elamai, when it says Nazar Shalom, we're back to it being the bucket. It says the more, no, Tomas Belisha. It was dirtied with dough. It was a case that there was some dough stuck onto it. So then it's very normal. It's very normal for it to go after it. It wants to eat. It says the Gemara, the Bryce said the bucket broke. Meaning, the way you're explaining it, it has nothing to do with the bucket over here. We're just talking about the rope. So leave out the bucket. Just say chickens are pecking at a rope that had some dough on it. Why even bring in the bucket? Must be that we're getting back to the point that really you're paying Nezek Shalim for the bucket as well. And again, presumably what happened is that it rolled away and it broke. And you therefore see our proof comes back that you go Basar Meikara. Says the Gemara, you're right. What do we mean you're right? Really, when you're paying Nezek Shalim, you're paying it for the bucket. And the case is the bucket rolled away. But it's not a raya that you bought some ikara, elisumchis, damartaras, Nezek Shalim, and Shalim. That's always the way to get out of the proof. You say, really, it is a case of force. Really, it did move away. It's not a raya, bought some ikara, aslinan, because we're going like sumchas. And sumchas holds, even when it's regular tzoros, you pay Nezek Shalim. That doesn't help us. Our whole suffix is within the Rabbanon. When you step on a clean, it doesn't break, and it rolls somewhere else, do you pay Nezek Shalim or Chatzin Nezek? But we could say that, that here we're going like sumchas, then of course it's going to be Nezek Shalim. Says the Gemara, Yisomchos, what are you trying to say? We're going like Somchos, Eimah Sefer. Let's look at the end of the Brizer. Again, the beginning of the Brizer was that what? There was a rope in it and a bucket that were connected. It, 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 it packed out the rope, it made the bucket break. We're assuming it made the bucket roll away and break. And now, now look at the Sefer. It adds another, another element. After, you know, the bucket broke, a shard of it uh, flies out and breaks a different clay. So not only do you have the first bucket to deal with now, now you have a second bucket. So Allah Risham Hashem Nezek Shalom. For the first bucket, you pay Nezek Shalom. Ha'achom Nezek Shalom, Chatzin Nezek. For the second one, you only pay Chatzin Nezek. What's the pshat? Because the second one, that's for sure, it's yours. 
Right, for sure there was no Maizamazak on the second bucket. The second bucket certainly it certainly is only from the indirect force caused by the uh, by, by, from the chicken. So if it's Sumchos means the Chatzinazak, Sumchos never holds the Chatzinazak. So now Elmai, let's go back. What could be the difference between the first bucket and the second bucket? Pshad is, must be, we're going like the Rabbanan. Torah says Chatzinazak. That's the second bucket. The Pshad in the first bucket is that is, is that it's considered the goof of the chicken because as we said, the bucket, the Meikar Azlina, the Maizamazak was done directly onto the bucket. The Chitema, no, maybe we're really going like Sumchos, but listen to this fan. Maybe there's a distinction between force and force of force. Meaning what the Gemara is saying is, Sumchus the baby doesn't reject the notion of Torahs altogether. He just says there's, it doesn't apply to force. It all, but it does apply to force of force. What's the difference between force and force of force? Exactly our case like this. Let's say... It was um, pecking at the rope and then it made the bucket fall away. And you go after the moment that it broke. So that's koach. So what the Rabbana are going to say, only pay half nezek. Some says, no, you pay nezek shalom. But if that shard from the broken one now shoots out, that's force of force, indirect of indirect. So indirect of indirect, maybe even some close agrees that there's Allah And that's why there's a difference, says the Gemara, but we're not so confident in saying that. Because El Adama Ravashi, Ravashi had a shayla about this. How does some close treat indirect of indirect, force of force? Does he treat it like regular koach? Um, or do we say it is not like a koach? We're going to come back to this question tomorrow. But for today, we just want to say one thing. That we should have, we don't have want to have interpretation that makes it obvious one way. So tiv shalei zalav kolchol dami. I'm going to resolve from here that it's not like the kolach that is treated separately. There's kolach kolchol if it only pays half. Alav rabbanon must be going like the rabbanon that 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 say generally is half damages, and that's why the second bucket is half nezek. And yet we're still saying that the first bucket is is nezek shalim must be shaminavasamikarzin. We go after the start of the process again because the premise here is that it snapped the rope. And, 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 and move, made the bucket move away and break, and still you're paying Nezek Shalim for the bucket, even though we're going like the Rabbanan, must be that the Yisrael is possible in Karazlina, you view the, at the Maisa Mazik, and the Maisa Mazik is viewed as if it did it directly to the bucket. It says the Gemara, it's not a raya, Amar Bibi Barabai, the case is not that the bucket rolled away and broke. What happened is that it just, the, the, the bucket was moving through the direct pressure of the chicken until it ended up breaking, meaning it, the chicken kept on pushing against the bucket even when it actually broke. So at the time it actually broke, there was contact between the chicken and the bucket itself. So that's hard to, to think that that was the case because it says it was pecking at the rope and the rope broke. So that's why we understand why the Gemara initially was thinking that it was just that what happened is the bucket rolled away and broke. But the Gemara is just having saying, I guess it was almost like incidental contact, but there was continuous contact from the chicken with the bucket. So again, not so clear why we even mentioned the rope there. You know, I think that's a nice question to leave off, right? There really ends up here that it was begufo mamish for the bucket. Um, and, 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 and that's why you're paying Nesek Shalom. So after all is said and done, this grace of Shaila that we have in Soros, we know force in the Rabbanon pay Chatzin Nesek, but what if it, if, it, if, it, if it made contact with something that doesn't break and it rolled away and it breaks, we do not resolve fully the question. So now the Gemara moves to another inquiry. Here we get some heavy Soros stuff. Bari Rava. We know Chatzin Nesek Soros, right? It's really a part category of Regal. And yet it's anomalies. We see now you only pay half. Says the Gemara Chatzin Nesek Soros, Migufa Mishalem, Liam do you pay migufo only from the value of the animal, or do you pay from all property, whatever the the, the, the value, the half value of the damage is? What's the tutstatim? Migufo Maybe only pay from migufo limited to the value of the animal, because we never find someone pays chatzinezek 
and exceeding the value of the animal, right? Because when the, else do you pay chatzin nezek? Karen. And we learned in the Mishnah on Daft Esvav that Karen pays chatzin nezek and only migufo. The second caveat is that it's limited to the value of the damaging ox. Maybe you pay me'aliyah from the, any property it has, even if it, exceed, it exceeds the value of the animal that damaged. Because you never find anything that's regal that's limited to paying migufo. Meaning, after all said and done, throwers is a category, it's a told of regal. So regal doesn't have the caveat that it only pays migufo, it could pay from anything. So maybe here you pay min ha'aliyah. So fascinating thing. It's like, we're, this is obviously an anomaly. It's chetzi nezek, but it's normal. So we want to know, how does it pay migufo, or does it pay min ha'aliyah? So the Gemara brings that price that we had before. Remember, it says about a chicken, if it's hopping, some say it is muad, some say it is not muad. So again, we start with, we lead with the same question. Obviously, it's not a simple case of a chicken hopping onto a cleave. Of course, that's normal for a chicken to hop. Of course, that would be nezek shalom. It must be the cases where it, 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 it was hopping and it sent pebbles flying, meaning it's talking about a case of tzoros. And what's the dispute? One calls it muad and one doesn't call it muad. What, what, what are they arguing about? He's trying to say it's not like a muad, meaning it should be compared to a shartam. Just as a shartam only pays mikufo, so to here you only pay mikufo from the value of the body of the animal, meaning the half damages are also linked to the din of migufo. The one who calls it muad, he's trying to say you compare it to regular regel, where it pays min ha'aliyah. So it's pretty hidden, because the machlokas just isn't muad or is it not muad. The Gemara is saying everyone agrees you're paying chatzin ezek, but the machlokas is whether it's migufo min ha'aliyah. Says the Gemara, you don't have to interpret it that way. They might just be arguing in the same dispute of Simchas and the Rabbana, meaning the one who said it is muad is coming to say you pay nezek shalom. He's coming to say that this is called Tzoros is treated no different than regal itself, and you pay Nezek Shali. But within the Rabbanon that you pay Chatzin Nezek, do you pay Migufo or do you pay Aliyah? No determination can be made from this price. So here we go. Here we start a Mishnah. This is going to be a longer shock of attire. Just remember coming in here, don't forget your Machlokas, Rabbi Tarf and the Rabbanon, as we referenced a few times, that, um, that, that, that when you do Karen in the Rishus of Nizak, do you pay half or do you pay full? Karen normally pays half. Reb Tafrin makes a Kavah Homer, though, that you should pay full in Rishos HaNizah, because Kashin Baregel are Pater Rishos HaRabim. Yep, Rishos HaNizah, they pay full. They pay full. So Karen, that's Chayv, Chetzi, Nezek, and Rishos HaRabim certainly should pay full in Rishos HaNizah. The Rabbanim say we don't make such a Kavah Homer. So just remember that coming in. Tashima, HaKel V'Shanot HaKarav HaHolach A dog takes a biscuit. There are coals here. So he takes a biscuit off the coals. His mom is hot. It's got some sort of coal stuck to it. And uh, he goes to a stack of grain. Where it eats the biscuit, but it sets fire. So basically, it seems like some sort of thing. It put the fire down and then started to eat it, and there was some coal that was stuck to the bottom of it, which now burns down the, the grain. So there's two issues here. There's damage done to the biscuit, and there's damage done to the hay. So Allah Why? Because that's, I guess, regular shane. For the haystack, you pay only half of the damages. So what's the pshat? Why is it half damages? Right? That seems to be the case, is that there's a coal that it puts down, and now, you know, that's spreading throughout the haystack. My time, the Gemara assumes the issue is that it throws. Why? Because it only put the coal in one spot. The fire then is spreading to the rest. So we're assuming that when an animal puts the coal down, the, the, the hazard that occurs to so the whole haystack is called throws. It's called force. It's not directly from the, from the animal's goof. And that's the pshat. Why is chatzin Okay. 
So, so far it doesn't help us. But here we go. Now we bring a brisa that elaborates on the Mishnah. It says it pays half nezek, only in accordance to the value of the dog. So now we get a proof to what we wanted. Our proof was, now we have a proof that the chatzin nezek of tzoros is limited to the goof of the dog. So, do you really think that's the case of regular tzoros? It can't be. Because there, in the brisa, there's an opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. We didn't even quote it. It's like a little bit hidden. But Rabbi Eliezer says, you pay Nezek Shalim Gufa. So how could that be? If it's Soros, Rabbi Eliezer, Nezek Shalim Gufa, Mi'ashkachan, could it make any sense that you pay full damages Mi'gufa? Right? Even if you say that, let's say Rabbi Eliezer holds like Sumchus. Let's say that you say that's what's going on. You know, it, it is a case of force. It put the coal on one spot and it's Perez and it's Soros. And you say that Rabbi Eliezer holds like Sumchus. But even if you say that, it wouldn't make sense that it's Mi'gufa. The only reason it would be Mi'gufa is Chatzin Nezek Mi'gufa, we could say, oh, it's compared to Karen. But if it's if if you hold like somchas and it's regular and regular ragel, then of course it's menaliyah. There shouldn't be any reason for that. Yet Rabbi Lazar says you pay nezik shalom migufo. If your understanding is correct that it's a tsroros sort of scenario by putting on one place it spreads, that's considered force. And then the rabbanon the were saying chazi nezik migufo because tsroros pays migufo. Then you're going to get stuck in Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says you say pay nezik shalom migufo. Even if you say he holds like tsroros like like somchas, that would never explain why you pay migufo. So there must be that it's not a case of tzoros. It's not the shot to put the coal down and it's spread, and that's what it's normal, but but with force. It must be that what you're missing here is that it did something weird with the coal. There's a Karen going on here. It took the coal in its mouth and it put it on the stack. Rashi says, which is abnormal behavior. Meaning if it was just like fell off the biscuit or something like that, okay, normal, just trying to eat the biscuit and the coal was there. But it actually like took it, it took the coal in its mouth and with intent to damage, it sticks it onto the haystack. That's Karen. That's a weird behavior. So therefore you're back to, um, you have, you have two factors here. It's a situation of Karen, Tom, and Tzoros. And what's going on here is that the Tanakhama, the Bryce, and Rebbe Lazar agree with Sumchos that you generally pay full damages for Tzoros. But the Tanakhama holds that you only pay half damages because this is a case that it's also Karen. That's the point of what's going on here. And now we're going to explain Rabbi, Rabbi Lazar disagrees. Rabbi Lazar says, I don't care that it's Karen. I hold like Rabbi Tarifon that Karen pays Nezik Shalim Bershus and Nezik. So let's just come up for air. What has the Gemara done? The Gemara has provided a defense. It's not a regular case of Tzoros. Normally Tzoros is when it's normal, just it happened with force. Here it was a Misa of Karen. It, let's say, took the coal with its mouth and deliberately covered on Hazak, stuck it on the coal, which is weird. So, so, so the Tanakhama is very good now. It's Tzoros, but it's also Karen. So you're paying Chazi Nezik Migufo. And then we don't have a Raya. That regular Tzoros, that's regal, pays Migufo. We lost our Raya in the defense of the Gemara. And Rabbi Lazar shot is, Rabbi Lazar holds, like Rabbi Tarifun, that Mishunah Dika Karen pays Nezik Shalim in Chatzar Nezik, but it's going to pay Nezik Shalim Migufo. Now that has to be elaborated upon later on. We'll get to that. that according to Rabbi Tarifun, the Nezik Shalim of Karen Mishunah Nezik will be Migufo. Hold the Gemara, we'll get back to that later. The Gemara says that this defense, though, is wrong. Velohi, how could you make such a defense? My time, what was the whole reason you wanted to say it's like Rabtar Mishim Nezek Shalem? Because you were getting stuck about the Nezek Shalem. That's actually not a good point. Why? Really, we could go back that there was normal behavior. Aye, what was Pshad and Rebbe Lazar? He was like, you pay Nezek Shalem. Aye, what was your big problem? That why in the world is it paying me Gufo? That the Tom part of full damages is always in its place. Just let's understand what that Rabbi Yehuda is. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. That's going to come up later in Baba Kama. But basically, there's an idea of Rabbi Yehuda. It's based upon a Pasuk later that you actually have to guard a Tom in a way more than a Muad. It sounds 
bizarre and counterintuitive. Don't ask. We'll get to it later. But Rabbi Yehuda then says that if a person did a minimal amount of damage, so it would be enough if it was a tam, but not for a muad, and then it went ahead, and when it was a muad did damage, you still pay half. The usoid of Rabbi Yehuda is that every muad is tam plus another half. It's not a different entity. Muad is not a different entity from tam. Muad has tam plus. So what the Gemara is trying to say over here is that the way any muad works is that it's tam plus. That's the side of the sheet of Rabbi Yudah. And applying that to Rabbi Lazar here, that means that every time you pay full damages, half of it should only be Migufo, and the other half should be Menaliyah. When we say here, we mean on the Tzad Thomas. So what we're trying to say is this new concept, that every full damages is really Tom plus. So now we can understand why it's Shalim Migufo. On the half, that's the Tom. There's, every full damages is Tom plus. So that's why you're paying, you're paying Migufo, Migufo, don't get thrown off Migufo, even though it's normal, because you're paying the Migufo on the half part that always is Tom. But the Gemara says it's actually, it sounds like a Ramamish, a ridiculous half amina, because the whole Yisoyed, that Muad is Tom plus, is when something was a Tom, and then it did it three times, and it became normal. There we say the full damages are Tom plus. But here, we're talking about something that was normal activity. normal activity from the beginning, Does anyone say that that's Tom Plus? That's not Tom Plus, that's just regular. That's just normal thing. So what's going on here? If it burned the haystack in normal activity, just it was Soros and Rebbe Lazar holds like some because you shouldn't pay me Gufo. The only reason to say that you should pay me Gufo might be if it's Karen, as we tried in our defense. But the Gemara was trying to say you shouldn't say that. No, really, it was normal. But, but, but we say like review that Sad Thomas from Como Mendes. Sad Thomas from Como Mendes is unusual activity that was worn three times and becomes normal, there we say the half that you're paying remains regular half time, just you add another half. That has nothing to do with us if you did a normal activity. So therefore, that just doesn't go. There's no way that we can say that we're deal- dealing with normal activity and reptile from just holds like someplace. No way. Which brings us back to what? LMI postures. It brings us back to our defense that it did unusual activity and it was Soros plus Karen and Reb Lazar was holding like reptile so Gemara, actually, we could do a different defense. We could make another defense in a way that it won't have any bearing on Rava's Shiloh. What's another defense? Ella. You know what the case is where Rabbi is saying that you pay Nezik Shalit? It's a case where the dog has become a muad. Meaning to say that we're doing Vaitir continuing that the dog used its mouth and it did something very weird. But instead of saying that he holds a Kriptar from that Karen pays Nezik Shal and Brishas Nizak, we could say a different shot. This is the fourth time the dog did it. It is very weird. So listen to this, guys. It's Karen plus Soros, and it's the fourth time that the dog has done this. What's the machlok? It's Marasava Yisha Adel Soros. You could become Muad even though it's Soros. Marasava Eina Adel Soros. Let's go over this. It's Karen plus Soros. Karen has an idea that once it does it three times, the fourth time it pays Nezek Shalom. But it's also Soros. In regular Soros, we know pays Chatzin Nezek even though it's normal. So now listen to this fascinating inquiry. A Karen that's also Tzoros. It's warned three times not to do it and it does it anyway. Does it pay Nezek Shalim or does it continue to pay Chatzi Nezek? One way to say is, hey, Karen three times, once it's the fourth time, that's it, then it pays Nezek Shalim. On the other hand, but what is the whole point of that? That it becomes like usual activity. But Tzoros has a unique thing that even when it's usual activity, it's normal, you always pay Chatzi Nezek. So why should you pay more than if I would pay for a normal case of Tzoros? Two ways of looking at it. It doesn't have the quality of Karen that becomes for the fourth time Nezek Shalim. Or do I say, no, but Lamaisa Tzoros, and every Tzoros, even if it would be normal, should only pay Chatzin Nezek. So who cares if it's also Karen? It shouldn't take on that feature that it should pay Nezek Shalim the fourth time. So that's what they're arguing about. We're going back that it did it 
in a weird way, it put the coal onto the haystack. Unusual behavior. We don't have to say that Reb Lazar holds like Reb Tarifun, that, that you pay for Karen, Nezik, Shalom, Bershah, and we're, we're, we're suggesting a different thing now. It's the fourth time that it did that. And Reb Tarifun holds, okay, so now it's a mood for that activity. And if it's a mood for that activity, you pay Nezik, Shalom. The Rabbanans say, yeah, but it's Soros. So if it's Soros, you should only pay Chetzi, Nezik. But we don't want to do that. Why don't we want to do that? Because that's actually a suffix from Rava coming up in the Daf. Do we say that Karen that's also throws can become warned in Ben Ezek Shalim or not? So why? If they, the way we're interpreting, that's the Machlokas Tanam. Either Rabbanan Eno Adelitzros, Yirab Lazar Yisha Adelitzros. It would just be the Machlokas Tanam. It didn't seem like Rava, who was clearing the Shaila, was working like that. So the Gemara says, we have to go back to our original defense. It's so amazing. The Gemara's man was going full circle back to our original defense. Is all in the, the Rabbanon who argue in some class and hold that you pay after amateurs for Tzoros. Okay, so that's my festa, my festa Shaila. If I have Karen that's also Tzoros and it's worn three times, you pay Nezik Shad. In our case, it could be the Tanakam and Rabbanon, everyone holds like Sumchas. Tamar Tzoros, Nezik Shalom, Misham, that regular Tzoros pays full damages. But you know what's going on here? Time of my Rabbanon, Chatsi Nezik. Why the Rabbanon saying you pay Chatsi Nezik? To shun if you lower Yad. We're talking about that the dog put it on in a weird way, and it was not the fourth time that it did it. It was the first, second, or third. And the Machlokas is, they're arguing about whether or not Karen pays So at this point, we're totally off where originally we wanted this bride to be. Remember, I mean, remember, like you have to like go back. Like, why did we want? What we wanted was when the Rabbanan say you pay Chatzinezik, do you pay me Gufo or do you pay me That was our original question. We brought it from here because it says on the Haystack you pay Chatzinezik me Gufo. Pasha, you learn it's Soros, you hold like the Rabbanan and it's Chatzinezik, and yet be paying me Gufo because Soros pays me Gufo. The, the Gemara. The Gemara said, no, the case is it did it in an unusual way. It could be everyone was like some plus, maybe normally you pay Nezik Shalit. But the Vardis have put it on the haystack in an unusual way. They're arguing whether Karen versus Nezik pays full damages or half damages. But, uh, but either way, either way, it certainly now makes sense that it should be Megufo. So now the Gemara has one last detail to clean up in this defense. And this Machlaikis that Reptar from Oz Karen pays Nezik Shalim versus Nezik. Is that so clear that it should be Megufo? And that's what the Gemara turns to right now. Anyway, the Shamas said, Reb Tafan, Nezik Shalim, Migufa, Mishamas, like, Reb Tafan says you pay Nezik Shalim. Why? Because he made a Kaval Homer. Remember Reb Tafan's Kaval Homer? Shein Varekal, Pater Bishos Arabim, and Chai Nezik Shalim, and Bishos Anizak. So Karen, which is Chai of Chatsi Nezik, Bishos Arabim, certainly should be Chai of Nezik Shalim, Bishos Anizak. So should that Nezik Shalim be Migufa, or should it be Menaliyah? If you're learning from Shein Varekal, Lachaira should be Menaliyah. Meaning the whole din that Karen pays to half Nezik and also pays Migufa, Lachaira leave that to the street. But the same way you pay Nezek Shalim in the Rishos HaNezek, L'chayr Chabim and Aliyah. So now, are we really getting anywhere? We're just turning our wheels here in the mud. We're trying to say the Pshat and Rabbi Lazar, why you pay Nezek Shalim Migufo, maybe Nezek Shalim Migufo, is because it didn't in a weird way. He holds like Reb Tarifon, Karen Rishos HaNezek pays Nezek Shalim. But that, if that's true, then L'chayr Chabim and Aliyah. Because Net Reb Tarifon says Nezek Shalim, Rishos HaNezek, which is learned to derive from Kavu Chaymer from Shane Varego, L'chayr should take on like Shane Varego, that's Min Aliyah. So the Gemara says, no, in. Listen to the Gemara. Its real basis is based upon Karen. Why? What's the Kavah Chaymer? Ma'ashin v'rekha v'shar pater v'shar sarabim. Archaib nezik shalem v'shar sanizuk. 
So Karen, that's Chayiv Chetzi Nezek, Bershus Harabim, all the more so should be Chayiv Nezek Shalom, Bershus Hanizak. So you need the fact that I'm saying Karen is more Chamer because it's Chayiv Chetzi Nezek, Bershus Harabim. But what does it pay Bershus Harabim? Right, it only pays me Gufa. So I have to take on the Karen quality now and apply that in my Kavah Chaymer, that it should pay Nezek Shalom, Bershus Hanizak, but it's Karen. So therefore, it's only going to pay me gufo. The derived law has to be like the source, meaning the source was Karen being more chamer because it paid chetzi nezik. So the derived halacha that it has a chi of nezik shalim versus nezik is only going to be me gufo. Therefore, the Tzuros case... So yeah, so we're going, I'm coming out now, maybe... It should be me gufo. Yeah, me Because it's... No, it should be Nezik Shalom, because it's regular. Yes, and the, the point of the Gemara, to clarify, the point of the Gemara is that our defense was right. Really, really, it put it, put it on it. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference that they all like some chas. Maybe they all like some chas that generally Tzoros would pay Nezik Shalom. But the case is, it put it on the haystack in a weird way. Put it on the haystack in a weird way. The mud is the machlekes. The Tanakhama says put it on a haystack in a weird way. So then it's it's a it's a but it's Karen here. So it only pays chatzinez and migufa. Tanakhama is good. Rabbi Lazar holds like Rabbi Tarfun. Karen b'shus Arabim is is nezik shalim, and we don't care about Tzoros aspect because he holds like somchos. And this that it pays migufa is because every nezik shalim that Rabbi Tarfun says the Karen pays b'shus anizik pays migufa. So the Gemara, but wait, wait, there's a big problem here. Rabbi Tarfun Leslie Dio. Rabbi Tarfun doesn't hold of Dio. Why? Because if you hold of Dayo, then the whole thing would be wrong. What's the whole thing? All the more so it should pay Nezek Shalim. That's exactly against Dayo. You're making the derived law stronger than the source. Because your source was Karen that pays Chetzi Nezek in the street, but you're saying the Kavah Homer jumps a step and it says all the more so it should pay Nezek Shalim. So with the same way you made a jump that it should pay more in Bershasan Izak than it pays in the street. So make the jump that you should pay Menalia also. Says the Gemara, no, there's a rule over here. If you're not going to have a Kavachomer, then you don't have to make the dial. But if you would have the Kavachomer, then you make dial. So that's exactly what we're saying here. Rabbi Tarfon holds, since if it would, if it would take away the Kavachomer, then you don't ask dial. So the basic Kavachomer that it should pay Nezek Shalem, you keep, because or else you're not deriving anything from the Kavachomer. But whether it should pay me Gufa or Aliyah, I would still have a Kavachomer regardless. That would teach me Nezek Shalem. So on the Aliyah or Migufa part, I make Dayo, and I say that it should be limited to Migufa. So make a summary of that point, because it's a very hard idea. There's a rule, Dayo of Omenadin Lios Kanidun. The thing you derive from Kavachomer shouldn't be stronger than the source. Over a year, it seems Reb Tarfin doesn't hold to that because you're making Karen pay Nezik Shalim in the Rishos Nezik, even though he only pays Chetzi Nezik in the street. So it seems he doesn't hold the of Dayo. The answer is he doesn't hold the Dayo because or else there wouldn't be a Kavachomer. But within the details of the Kavachomer, the nuances of the Kavachomer, is it applying the Nezik Shalim, Rishos Nezik, Migufo, or Menaliyah? I say Dayo of Omenad It should only be as Chomer as it is in the street where it pays Migufo because ultimately it's only Karen. So to hear Rishos Nezik, it's only, it is only. Um, it's only Miguel. So after all is said and done, our defense is a good defense. So going back to our original question, Chetzi Nezek Tzoros in the Rabbana, does it pay Miguel or does it pay Menaliyah? We have no, no resolution on that question. We leave that question uh, open. The case of the haystack does not help us. The case of the haystack was an unusual activity. They all had like Tzoros, they all had like Simchas, and the issue was something else. It was, does Karen versus Nezek pay, pay uh, Nezek Shalim or Chetzi Nezek? Okay. Now we move on to the question that we referenced before. Kufa, what, what if I have 
something worn three times when it's tzoros? Could it become muad and pain as shalem, or is there no muad for tzoros? What's the two sides of the question? Should we liken it to karen? Or do we say it's a derivative of regal? Let me explain the way Rashi explains. Rashi explains that the Gemara is talking about when it's unusual and tzoros. Again, you got both things. So you got unusual behavior, so it's like karen, but it's also tzoros. So Karen normally has halacha if it's worn three times, the fourth time it pays Nazak Shalom. So maybe it should have that equality. On the other hand, since it's a case of Tzoros, Tzoros is always a total of Regal. So therefore it should have the quality of Regal that there's no din that is upgraded from Chatzin Nezek to Nezek Shalom. That's the way Rashi learns. Pashtas, it's Mashman Rashi, listen to the Lamdas. That a regular Tzoros, a usual Tzoros, of course does not become worn to pay Nezek Shalom. What is warning out? It's, it's normal the whole time. The whole Shiloh that maybe warning makes Tzoros Nezek Shalim is only unusual Tzoros, because then it's a total of Karen, maybe. But if it's usual Tzoros, there's nothing to claim. That's the Pasha's way Rashi learns. So Zog the Gemara Tashima. What did we have Brisa that we had before? This is the third time that Gemara has brought this Brisa today. He does in a Mu'ad Yishomar, he's a Mu'ad. There's a Machlokas, if hopping is Mu'ad for a chicken. So he does Hakotaitach, of course hopping is normal for a chicken to hop. If it breaks on Kli by hopping on it, of course it's Chayef. El Lav going to the case is it hopped, it sent a pebble flying onto a glee and broke it, meaning it did throws. It hopped onto a pebble, pebble flies out, and it breaks a glee. So what's the question if it's mu'ad? Maybe it did this three times already. This is the fourth time that it did it. The Gemara is, I mean, reaching far. There's nothing in that in the text. It just said this is if it's mu'ad. The Gemara is trying to say the case is that it's the fourth time that it sent the pebble out. And the Gemara also has to be assuming that it did it in a weird way. You have to say that it, you know, it, it stepped, it like it stomped on the pebble, not like it hopped and it inadvertently did it like regular. It, it abnormally with kavon al hazik stomped on the pebble to make it fly, and that's the machloka as whether or not we say so the and could be just the regular tzoros the first time and the good old machloka So no bearing on our question. let's bring a different dispute. <clears throat> and actually, this is going to be machlokas not from a brisa, but from Amoram. The animal dropped uh, dung onto dough, meaning it did its business right over dough. So it ruined the value of the dough. You pay full damage. He says you pay half. So, what's going on over here? So, the Gemara is assuming that you have to say that this is tzoros. Why? Because it's not done with the animal's body. What happens? It comes out of the excrement, comes out of the body, and it's its force that propels it onto the dough. So, you also have to say that the Gemara is considering it to be abnormal. It's an abnormal behavior for an animal to, to do its business specifically on the dough. It's abnormal. So, therefore, what in the world is the pshat that one is saying Nezashan, one is saying Chatzin Nezak? Lachari, the pshat is, it did it three times. So you have Tzoros and Karen here, and that's what they're arguing about. The machlokas is whether or not there's muad for Tzoros when it's Karen. So it's doing it the first time. They're arguing the good old machlokas if we pass them like some close to the Rabbanan. What's the problem with that? Right, the Gemara assumed it was abnormal. So therefore, what? Even if you hold like some chutz, it should be it's, here. It's also karen. So therefore, so therefore, it should pay chetzi nezek. Says the Gemara, the alma. The case is that it was you know alma literally means the world was pressuring it. What that means, it was in a very narrow spot. It couldn't move away from the dough, and it suddenly it had to go to the bathroom. So it has to go to the it has to release the excrement. It's in a tight spot that it can't necessarily move move so easily. So in such a scenario, it was normal for it to drop it. So it's normal case of tzoros. So therefore, 
if it's a normal case of Tzoros, and they're just arguing about the Machlok Simchas Rabbanan. Initially, the Gemara thought that what? It was abnormal. Right? Why would it specifically do its business here? So it's abnormal. It's more like Kavon Hazik, And it's Karen. And it's also Tzoros because it's a force. And, there were, and, and, and the case must be, therefore, it did it three times arguing Veshaz of the Tzoros. The Gemara is coming back. No, it was normal because it was in a tight spot and didn't have anywhere to go. And it's just regular good old Tzoros. And Machlok is what we say, like Simchas Rabbanan. Would Simchus agree if it's abnormal? It's not yes, because Simchus' point is that there's no Allah Hamushimisinai that says Sroros is different than Gufa. But if it's Karen, it's Karen. Right? Simchus' whole point is that don't treat Koho different than Gufa. That's his law. Mm-hmm. But if it's abnormal activity, then even if it's Karen, and then and if it's abnormal activity, even if it's Koho, it should pay, pay Chazinazim. So Sakta Gemara, that's wrong because Lema reviewed the halakhs and Rabbanan. They reviewed it, should just say, I hold like some Rabbanan should say, I hold like Rabbanan. Why are you making up a new dispute where an animal did its business on the dough as if there's something unique about that? Just say, you know, there's a machlokas about that. So Lalim Israelite says, No, we do want to talk about the dung. Listen to this, Adamina. The dung was inside the body and it came out of the body. So I would say, you know what, it's considered like it did damage with the body. It's not force, it's not soros. Because dung was really a part of the body. And it comes out of the body. So it's different than, you know, uh, when it, hopping on a pebble and sending the pebble flying. That's Roros. But here, maybe it's not forced. Maybe the excrement is considered the goof of the behemoth. And therefore, it's not Roros. It's Nazik Shalom to everybody. Kamashalom, we have to say no. That it is, in fact, considered a case of Roros. So that's why we spoke about it. Tashima, another proof. A rooster stuck its head into the hollow, the hollow part of a glass vessel. Vitakabo, it shrieks. Listen to this case. The rooster shrieks into the glass. And that, that vibrations, I guess, from the sound breaks the glass. Misham Nazik showing that you pay full damages. Now, what's the case? For Amar Rav Yosef, Amri Bey Rav, they said, Rav Yeshiva, Shosetam HaMar Shonav Yeshiva Zekelem, if a horse neighs or a donkey brays and breaks Kalim, Shalom Chazinezek, you pay a half Nezek. Why? Because it's Soros. It's not your body. It's vibrations that are made from the Shriek. So it's, it, it, you pay Chazinezek. So then how come in this bride, so when the rooster puts his head here and shrieks, and you have the vibrations that are coming indirectly from the force of its body, you're paying three times. My love, we are assuming it happened already three times. And again, this is Soros. We're also assuming that maybe it's unusual. So, so therefore, what's the pshat? That's the pshat. The Tanakhama holds that there's mood for Soros, whereas Ravzi Shiva holds there's no mood for Soros. That's what's going on. Says That's the first time that it did it, and it's just regular. It's regular. It's regular Soros. Why is it regular? You think it's normal? To, for, for a rooster to stick his head into a, a glass vessel and shriek, clearly that's abnormal. So, so why would anyone say, even if you hold like some clothes, you shouldn't be paying Nezik Shalim, LMI, we're going back to our proof, must be, it, it, was, it was weird, but it did it three times, and that's what they're arguing about, whether, the case is that there were seeds. And since there were seeds which were there, it was normal for the rooster to stick its head in to try to do it. Once its head, would ins- once its head was inside, it then is a normal thing for it to shriek. So the case is, is we're normal. It's just regular uh, force. It's regular tzoros. And the machlokas that they're arguing about is just simply whether or not we paskin like some or the rabbanah.